Is your career not quite moving in the direction you want it to? That's because building the career you want is no longer about climbing the ladder of success. Technology and the speed of information have made advancing in your career more like climbing a rock wall. Thankfully, you found the Career Progressions Podcast brought to you by RevealedTalent.com. I'm your career advocate, Mark Holman. Our podcast focuses on the stories of career pros and experts who have climbed before you. What they will share with you will help you find the climbing holes they use to get to where they are today. Their stories will help you be proactive, be intentional, and keep moving forward. So a few years ago, I was at a networking event and a gentleman came up to me and said, you're Mark, right? Well, let me tell you, I was shocked because I'd never met this person before in my life and I had no idea who he was. He continued to tell me that he'd listened to our podcast and recognized me from the thumbnail that comes up when you listen. Well, I was pretty early on in the show, so I couldn't believe someone actually recognized me. But okay, here's it's time to hear the whole story. Turns out the gentleman was the host of the networking event and he knew I was attending. Wisely, he did his homework on me and several others that were in attendance. Learning that definitely burst my bubble a little bit, but I got to tell you, it was impressive and a very good way to start a conversation. He really got my attention. So today, we're going to talk about a topic that makes a lot of professionals a bit uncomfortable, and that's networking. If networking is something that makes your skin crawl, you're going to want to dial in for a little bit and be ready to take some good notes. Our guest today says he's got a networking strategy that's actually fun and truly more effective. In addition, he's going to talk about how he networked his way out of corporate America into his own business ownership. Ryan McKinney is a dynamic speaker and visionary leadership coach with two decades of leadership experience. Dedicated to empowering transformation and nurturing servant leaders, he thrives helping others improve self-leadership and driving remarkable professional growth. Today, Ryan is going to illuminate some powerful truths about networking just for you. Well, hey, Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. This is uh, great. I'm so glad to have you. So, you know what? I think folks are really going to be able to learn a lot from you today just by learning about your career journey. So before we get into the networking conversation, I was wondering if you could start you know, at the beginning and talk about you know, what drove you to leave corporate America and become a coach and speaker. Yeah, that's a great question. And one I get asked a lot. And one of the other questions I get asked is, is, uh, are you glad you left corporate America? And I know there's a lot of people that are probably hearing this and thinking, oh, he couldn't wait to get out. Um, mm. But I loved it. I enjoyed it. I mean, I was there for 20 years. I made lots of friends, lots of really fun memories and learned a lot while I was there. Uh, but what drove me to do it was about, I guess, five or six years ago now, um, I, I hit this, I hit this ceiling and wasn't growing like I had been in my career. And I knew I needed some help. So I got a coach. And in a very short amount of time, like three to six months, um, this coach was able to put into a methodical approach, a way for me to transform and change into the leader I wanted to be. Hmm. And these are things that I had been reaching at for 20 years. 
and you know looking for little nuggets of wisdom from podcasts and books and you know mentors and all the things and in a very short amount of time we had things turned around and when we finished she said awesome you achieved your goal what do you want to do next and i said i think i want to do what you just did for me huh. that's where my coaching career was born and for the next three years, I would do that while working in corporate America. I would kind yeah. of did nights and weekends. And then uh, almost a couple of years ago now, I, I left corporate America and I've been doing this uh, 100% full time. Man, that's a great story. And I'll tell you, you know, I, of course, I know a little something about coaching myself. I mean, I have yes, my own do. coaching <laughs> business there, too. So I know, um, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there and being unique is important. So what is it about you? What is it about your practice that makes you unique around uh, other coaches? Yeah, I think, you know, besides besides the fact that my journey is it. Well, to me, it was unique. I recognize that it's not as unique the more coaches that I meet. There's a lot of folks that that have a very similar journey. But my leadership journey was unique. The experiences that I've been able to, uh, to have, the people I've been able to meet, that's what makes us all different is, you know, what we've been able to encounter over our life and learn and take away. So that's that's one. Yeah. The other thing is, is I, I work with servant leaders and I've chosen to work with those busy servant leaders that are out there working to uh, achieve their goals and accomplish their dreams. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is, is that I use a framework called energy leadership developed by Bruce D. Schneider. And uh, it's the it's the framework that helped me change my life and get me where I am today. So I, I fully believe in it and um, and know that it can help other people. So I think those three things make me relatively unique when you when you mash them all together. Well, you know, I'll bet you there are some folks who are listening who are thinking, hmm, coaching, maybe that's something I want to do, too. And, you know, what I would say to them is, hey, one thing to understand, building a coaching business is tough. It's difficult building that clientele and things. But it sounds like you found some success in that area. So can you tell me a little bit about how did you how did you grow your business? Yeah, so um, a lot of it has to do with networking, uh, mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about that a good bit in just a few minutes. Uh, but there's some other things that it had to do, right? It had to do with being coachable, mm -hmm. right? I had to be, you know, Michael Jordan says that was his greatest character trait was that he was coachable. You know, the greatest thing to himself, the greatest thing that he had about himself was that he was coachable. Not that he was the best NBA player ever, yeah. right? Not that he could dunk from the free throw line, but that he was coachable. and. Um, I think that's that's one of the one of the things that's led to success for me. Uh, overcoming playing small, quite honestly, and mm. becoming very honest with myself and transparent to say, you know what, I am scared to do that. Yeah, and and acknowledging that there there is fear there is really uh, learning how to overcome that. And I think you know personally, I believe that the experiences I've had both personally and professionally are given to me. Uh, yeah. my, my faith background says that God gives those to me to allow me to learn how to overcome them and become better at it. Mm. And then I've asked him to use me as an instrument to help other people. So those are definitely two, um, knowing that I'm, you know, can, can learn from every person I meet and knowing that, uh, I'm going to have a tendency because I'm human being to have a little fear once in a while. Yeah. And then the other one is just, I over, I used to overthink the daylights out of stuff. Like I would scenario play stuff, yeah. I'd replay events in my mind, all the things and learning that those are just symptoms 
of this, uh, one of the types of energy that are in energy leadership they talk about is this catabolic energy, knowing that those are symptoms of that catabolic energy, I'm able to recognize it. I've got a plan for it. I can overcome it. And I think that's what's helped me be successful. That's awesome, Ryan. And and I want to touch back to, you mentioned the networking thing, and that's where we'll go next. But I, I also know from my journey with this, uh, imposter syndrome, you know, sneaks in, in the early mm-hmm. days of being a coach a lot. I know it did for me. Would you agree that it was the same kind of thing for you? Oh, absolutely. And I think if it doesn't creep in for yeah. for all the coaches living out uh, that are listening out there, if it doesn't creep in for you, um, be suspect of that. <laughs> mm. yeah, there. It's, it's normal. So, yeah. Yeah. I think people are very surprised to know just how successful people are with regard to uh, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've known a lot of incredibly successful people who have confided in me. Yeah, I have a lot of that. So if you're feeling that out there, audience, you're not alone. Well, let's talk about the networking aspect. Um, it sounds like you've made really good use of that to build the business. So what do you think is so hard for other professionals uh, to do that? Why do you think that is? You know, there's a lot of fear and imposter syndrome that live in in us with when it comes to we hear the word networking, right? It mm-hmm. strikes a little bit of fear into most of us. And that's normal. It's okay. Um, it's a form of public speaking. It's not being on a stage in most yeah. cases, uh, but it's a form of public speaking. And that's one of the the biggest fear I think it's been noted out there. Right. Uh, I think it was a Mark Twain that said public speaking is the number one fear. And if you say it's not, then you're a liar or something like that. Anyway, I can't remember yeah. the exact quote, but um, anyway. Uh, so when it comes to networking and and how I use that and how I work, uh, how I've been able to kind of build my business off of that, mm-hmm. I used a couple of different strategies. Uh, one, um, be aware of the fear, overcome that. But two, and get in more practical terms, is it's really about the focus. So when other people are nervous about it, other mm-hmm. people are worried about it, their focus is they, they're, they're focused on a sale or they're focused on building their business or they're focused on you know growing or somebody doing business with them. And we've all been to those networking events where that person walks up and you know glad handing and hands you their business card and can't wait for you to just you know buy something from them. Yeah. Nobody likes that. I mean, we all, we all feel, you know, strange when it happens to us. And there's also this weird expectation that we have as professionals that somehow when somebody says networking, that we're supposed to go and do that. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just not true. Um, I got uh, early in my career, I was in sales for about 10 years and I learned something from one of my mentors and they said, no one likes to be sold to. But everybody loves to buy things that they want and need. Hmm, Subtle difference. Yeah. 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 And so when I started approaching networking, I kind of approached it the same way. I'm not going here to make a sale. I'm not even going here, quite honestly, to talk about my business. The very simple fact was I was going there to make a friend. Hmm. I know it sounds so simple that it's hard to believe it would work. But when I get out of the car and I'm walking into uh, uh, an event that I'm going to, whether it's, you know, here in Lake Norman, there's Lake Norman um, chamber events, there's networking events with business leaders of Charlotte and business leaders unleashed. And there's, there's all kinds of great networking groups out there. 
but I don't go in thinking I'm going to walk out with a client. That's number yeah. one. Okay. I go in hoping to meet one new friend. And by friend, I mean somebody that, you know, I'd sit down and have lunch with, I'd go to mm -hmm. coffee with, I might even go fishing with, you know, I might mm -hmm. do something fun with this person. I'm looking to make that friend. So what does that, I mean, as you're walking into the event and as you're preparing for the event, how does that change your mindset? How does that, how does that change the game for you when you kind of go into it with that thought process? It allows me to drop all expectations. Okay. Like I can let go of the outcome. And, and I know we're, we're kind of, I'm getting into a little bit of coach speak here, but like letting go of the outcome mm -hmm. and focusing on the inputs, like the moment that I'm in right now. Okay. Well, can I go in here and be, you know, the best dress that I can possibly be? Sure. Can yeah. I go in here and do my best and not put my foot in my mouth? I can do my best, right? Right. <laughs> um, can I go in here and ask really intriguing questions about the other person? Not about their business, maybe about their business, but not necessarily just about their business, mm -hmm. but be genuinely interested in them and what they have to offer. And, you know, that whether it's, uh, Dale Carnegie and how to win friends and influence people, or whether it's Lael Lowndes with how to talk to anyone. Those are two great books. Uh -huh. Um, some people might say that how to win friends and influence people is a little outdated, but, um, you, you can make the connection. You can translate it into, into this century. It's, it's still timeless. Yeah. But it's really about being genuinely interested. So how does all of that seed your preparation? Uh, you know, I think, I mean, I think a lot of folks go into a networking event uh, just from the from the hip. I mean, do you recommend going more from the hip or does do you kind of prep some of the things you want to talk about to develop those relationships? How does that work for you? Yeah, it's a great question. And it, it's um, it's a little of both. Like, I, I don't want to be so prepared mm -hmm. that I feel, you know, I feel like I sound like a robot and I probably do sound like a robot. Um, and that, that comes off with that kind of, um, you know, goal breath or commission breath kind of feeling to it. Right. It's like, you don't want to never heard it called that. I like it. <laughs> but, um, so what I do is I prepare myself with answers that I know are kind of the standard fare of networking groups. Tell me about yourself. Tell me what you do. Tell me this, tell me that. And I also, uh, like to have something prepared for myself that I'm truly grateful for and excited about in my business. Huh, okay. And that shifts my energy to be on the anabolic side of the energy scale there. And essentially the, the growing, healing, restorative type of energy, the excitement mm -hmm. energy. And if I can talk about something that's exciting going on in my business, people love to be a part of a story that's bigger than themselves. Mm. Love to belong to a story. And they want to see how they might fit in that story. Gen genuine curiosity. Yeah. And it doesn't mean if you do this every time, somebody's going to, you know, clamor to, you know, get back in their car and write your number down and call you the first thing in the morning. That doesn't, yeah. that does mean what that's going to be. But what it does mean is, is that I feel very confident. I come off very confident in what I'm excited about, what I'm grateful for in my business, what's bringing me joy about what I do. And people want to be a part of those things. 
you know, and and I think all of this is feeding into this this kind of promise that you've made that hey, we can make networking fun. So I mean, is that the factor that all of a sudden changes the game on this and and creates the opportunity for networking to be fun because you've taken a lot of pressure off yourself as far as needing needing to make a business close and you can just go out and and enjoy being with people. Is that the key? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, it, well, it is for me. And, you know, being a bit of an extrovert myself, um, uh, you know, I may have some introverts out there in the mm -hmm. audience that are thinking, well, that works for him because he's an extrovert. And mm -hmm. it's, it's true. It probably is a little easier for me because, you know, if I can go to a networking event and with the same type of energy that I used to go in my early 20s to, you know, a party on Friday night, yeah, then, um, of course, I'm going to have a good time, right? But for the introverts out there, uh, just so you know, this strategy uh, works for countless of my uh, clients, and it has helped them to build their business as well. And it's really about being comfortable and confident in what you are going to talk about when somebody asks you a question, and having some good questions to be genuinely interested in other people and the things that they're doing in their business. So ultimately... How did this translate into starting to get clients in your case for your coaching? So when you're going to these networking events, how did how did it turn into that? I mean, because you know, you can't just go in and let's all just be buddies. At the end of the day, you do need clients. So how did that cross that bridge? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So um when one of the things I'm genuinely excited about in my business is where it's headed. Uh, mm. and I have been genuinely excited about where it's headed since I started it. Uh, so, you know, when I ask the question, the the law of reciprocity uh, says they're going to ask me the same one. And I ask them, hey, what are you excited about in your business? Hmm. And it, it lightens the mood, gets them excited to talk about their own business. They tell me some things that are going on. And then they ask me, well, do you tell me what's going on in your business? What are you excited about? And I say, you know, I'm really excited uh, that the last couple of weeks have been busy, busy, busy. I've gotten to meet so many great new people. Uh, I've gone to some different networking groups. I've had some other people set up coffees with me and just get to know each other and see how we can support each other and help. Well, that sounds interesting. It's like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to get coffee sometime if you're up for it in the next couple of weeks. Take the pressure off of them. Don't have them write down a time that you're going to coffee tomorrow. Just mm -hmm. say, hey, in the next couple of weeks, let's reconnect and we'll go grab coffee somewhere. And um, if you don't like coffee, go grab tea. If you don't like that, go grab a beer, whatever, whatever, somewhere to right. share. Uh, something that the point of having the conversation is not about doing business. It's about getting to know each other. And yeah. that's the beginning of a friendship, right? Yeah. That's the beginning of a friendship. No, you're exactly right. Well, and as, as we're getting further past COVID, people are starting to do a lot more networking again and more and face to face. You're starting to see that all starting to come back. Mm -hmm. I wonder though, in your experience is the where as uh, an important factor of networking as much as the how, uh, you know, where are you going or do you find there certain networking you know, events and things that are more valuable than others? What's your experience with that, Ben? Um, yeah, the, the experience is certainly changed over the last few years. Mm, um, yeah. It's, and it really is how you look at it. Like I've had a lot of people say, you know, I'd love to meet for coffee. I just don't think I can get away. I was like, Hey, and I know it sounds so corny when people say, let's have a, a virtual coffee, or it's got the tendency to sound that way. But it's like, mm -hmm. I'll use that and say, hey, well, we can meet virtually and just get to know each other. Maybe maybe down the road, we'll have a chance to, to actually have a real coffee or something like that. 
Um, but I've you know scheduled and even you and I we, yeah. we scheduled a meeting where we hey wanted to connect and get to know each other and look what it led to right there's a Absolutely. podcast now and you've got a guest and I've got to be on a podcast so it's pretty awesome stuff it was a win-win um, for sure right yeah and I think that's the approach right stepping into those with a win-win is 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 the approach and I don't mean to sideline us but that is key to it right how it's not just about me and what I can get out of this situation it's about hey us stepping into a situation together and what, what wins come out of that? Like, that's the good stuff. So, you know, and I, and I hear that and I'll tell you that um, you, you absolutely modeled everything we're talking about here. When you and I met the first time, you're very easy to get to know. Uh, you're, you're definitely somebody that, that, um, you know, is very genuine and it shows in how you network. But let's talk about some of the other networking things that are out there. I mean, I know, gosh, you've even got like this speed networking stuff that people do now. Have you ever done any of that? Is that something that you feel like can be valuable to some of these folks who are, are trying to network for jobs and things? You know, I I think that there's there's got to be value in it or people wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Um I think it's a great way to pack a lot into a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, for me, like, and you ask if I ever done it. So we did an experiment with it. There's a networking group. I'm a, I'm a member of a couple of different ones um, that meet on a regular basis. You can look them up. There's business leaders of Charlotte. It's a great one. And then there's business leaders uh, unleashed. That's another great one uh, for the, uh, for the audience to, to kind of look up and see. But in, mm -hmm. in one of those, we we did a speed networking experiment. Mm -hmm. And what it, it's really good, not for connections. I think it's poor for connections. Yeah. It's really good to get your version of what you're going to talk about out. Like it yeah. gives you rapid fire, you know, it, imagine if you if you were a major league hitter and you got to take all of the practice you needed to have in order to become a major league hitter mm -hmm. in a week. <laughs> like if you yeah. could cram it all into a week and then be a major league hitter, that'd be awesome. And that's because you'd learn a lot of mistakes in between there. So speed networking, uh, I have done it, but the experiment for me turned out that it was really good about getting down some of the things that I was going to talk about, getting over some yeah. of the, the bumbling and the that kind of stuff that's just natural and normal. So have you uh, ever heard of a networking group called Lunch Club? Are you familiar with that? I'm not. No, it's an interesting thing. Uh, so it's I'm not sure where they're based, to be honest with you, but um, it's an online deal. And what you do is every week you can set up to three random networking uh, uh, conversations and they coordinate it all for you. So it's like you'll get an email on Monday and say, hey, who, who do you want to network with? And you'd say, hey, I want to do two conversations this week or three. And then you've got a profile that you built uh, build in, in, in Lunch Club that kind of gives a basic of who you are. And so what okay. they do is use an algorithm to match you up with folks. So I did that for a lot of years. Um, and it was, it was a fascinating way to get to know folks. And sometimes you, you meet some, some people you're like, why in the world did they pair me with this person? It was funny. One time they paired me with a saxophone player, but it was one of the coolest conversations, you know, not something I was prepared for, but, uh, <laughs> in a, anyway, so, you know, there are a lot of those kinds of things out there that can create an opportunity for practice. I know a lot of the folks that I coach where, you know, they're a little bit intimidated by networking. I say, you know what, 
use a tool like Lunch Club. They're going to match you with somebody somewhere in the world who likely you're never going to see again. So you can go and have a conversation with someone one-on-one. And if you completely screw up, it's not going to necessarily impact what you were trying to accomplish. How do you feel about that kind of, uh, you know, preparation? And, And I guess let me also add to that question as a coach, how do you prepare folks to, to practice their way into networking? Yeah. So the first part of that, I think it is awesome. I mean, the more practice you can get, I mean, we, Mm. we know that confidence comes from, from a couple of places, right? One of them comes from practice over and over and over again, seeing it done in the past and knowing that we did it allows us to have confidence that we can do it again. So I think practice is great. Another place that confidence comes from, uh, the second one is, you know, it comes from who we are and who we believe we are, right? So we, we know that we can handle whatever situation comes our way because of how we feel about ourselves. Uh, so I think from a practice standpoint, it's fantastic. Um, applaud it. Uh, I love the, uh, I wrote it down too, by the way. I love yeah. this idea of, <laughs> of kind of getting the clients to do that. Uh, but uh, for me, practice what I have them, uh, what I have clients do is I have them go to the networking group. Like mm-hmm. it's part of the commitment that they're going to make. I'll have them go to the networking group and their goal is to meet one new friend. Right. And if they like, they'll come back and it's, it's, it's an, it's kind of a practice because it just takes a lot longer than, than doing what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, I feel like it's very experiential. So they get to go to it and they go, okay, all I had to do is just go show up and make one friend. And I've had them tell me things like, you know what? I felt myself being the wallflower and just standing there. Mm. And I remembered that I was there to make a friend and I, it made me move. It made me mm. get up and go do something. And, um, you know, I've had other ones say, hey, I didn't really have anything to talk about. I didn't do the preparation ahead of time. I was like, okay, well, what are we going to do? And how do we want to change that? Yeah. And they're like, you know, that kind of thing, kind of coach people through it. Um, but I think just having that experience of doing it sometimes it's that's what it takes. And for those folks who are just intimidated or too scared to do it, maybe, you know, I, I, I hesitate to say this to an audience that's probably listening about networking, but if networking doesn't light you up and you can't get into it after trying it, like earnestly trying it, look for other avenues to network that may be online, like you're talking about, Mark, yeah. where it's like, hey, there's a way to kind of get to that. So you can cut your teeth there and 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 get to that place where you feel comfortable. Yeah, and I love that you threw the word earnestly try with it because again, learning a new skill or learn or learning to get better at something you're not particularly good at, it's hard. But man, I tell you what, um, in today's world, particularly for job seekers who are looking for for work. You know, expert after expert is going to tell you the best way to find work is to to engage your network, to build your network and to work in through those folks. And I hope folks hear that and understand that, you know, job boards, hey, you can find a job on a job board. But uh, statistically, it's the networking that tends to help folks find the kind of work that they're looking for. So let's let's step a little bit into, you know, a mini coaching session for the folks that are listening. So you've got a lot of folks and some of them are probably introverts. If they were sitting you know, across the table from you in a coaching conversation and you're talking to them about preparation for going to network. So what they're doing beforehand, how do you coach people to prepare? 
Well, again, we want to come back to having a couple of things that you can walk in. Like I can't control the crowd that's going to be there. Mm -hmm. I can't control the type of people that uh, are going to be in the room. I can't control the questions that they're going to ask directly. Yeah. And um, what I can control is me, the energy that I walk in with, and the energy of confidence, knowing that I'm prepared. So uh, one, I kind of mentioned it earlier. It's like, hey, one thing that breeds confidence is to make sure that you're dressed well, that you've yeah. got business cards, you've got a way to be connected to someone. You you know kind of how the dance is going to go. In other words, like, hey, we're, we're you know, if I meet someone that I do want to stay in contact with, we're going to exchange information. I need to be ready with that. Uh, so be prepared with that. The second thing is the energy. And we talked a little bit about this before, but a lot of what I coach clients on is their energy. If you are having thoughts that this is going to be an awful engagement, I can't wait to just make it through it. And oh my gosh, this is, you know, how do I survive? You're stepping into this networking event with this survival energy or fight or flight energy. Mm. And just like horses can smell fear, I don't know if anybody, <laughs> but like <laughs> animals can tell, they can sense things. That energy that we give off when we step into a room. The room becomes different when we step into it because of our energy. And if we bring that survival energy in, that's where we start having the things like the goal breath or the mm. <laughs> or the commission breath. Or we have, you know, if you're over overzealous about meeting someone or you become the wallflower saying, this is awful. I can't wait till this thing's over. If that's the energy you bring, you're going to feel awful when you're there and you're going to show up in a way that nobody wants to be friends with you. Yeah. Right. Well, so. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say it's, um, you know, it's one thing to say, hey, you need to come in with the right energy, but how do they change that? I mean, if that's my natural mindset is that, oh, I'm, I'm just intimidated by doing this. I don't, don't want to do this. How do I, how do I flip that switch? That's a great question. And that's, I mean, that's the wonderful part about being an energy leadership coach is we use that framework and we practice using that framework to shift from that, that catabolic energy, that fight or flight energy mm -hmm. over to the anabolic or growth and healing restorative service type of energy. And um, there's a lot that goes into that. And I mean, clear, I'm going to give you a little bit that you can, can help people yeah. shift. But um, if anybody wants to know more about that, I'm certainly happy to share more with you. Yeah. Uh, but to shift over, I mean, our thoughts lead to our feelings and our feelings lead to our actions. Mm. Like cognitive behavioral theory uh, or therapy, depending on however you've encountered it. Uh, but what controls our thoughts and beliefs? It's truly our energy. We're in control of that. And when we can step outside of ourselves, become participant and observer at the same time and say, hey, what's going on here? I'm sensing that I've got a little bit of fear in this situation. Okay. Well, I've got a little bit of fear because I'm thinking this isn't fun. I don't know anybody here. Of course, I'm going to feel that way. Right. Yeah. Like teaching people how to coach through this in their own. And they say, okay, how do I want to show up? I want to show up in this situation as confident, as someone who is attracting other people, who's excited. Okay. What thought would I need to have in order to be excited, to be confident? Okay, I would need to have this thought that I'm prepared. Okay, I'm prepared. Mm. How prepared am I? Well, I'm prepared with things that are exciting to talk about. I'm prepared for things that are in my business that are uh, that are that I'm grateful for. 
And I'm prepared with questions where I can ask other people, what are they grateful for? What's going on in their business? What's going on in their life? And when I do that, Mark, what happens um, when I do that personally and when my clients do that, what they end up finding is, is that they, they shift the energy of the conversation, not just their own energy. Mm-hmm. But we've all been there, right? People want to commiserate sometimes and they come in, oh, gosh, I can't believe it. You know, the market's been down. This has been terrible and blah, 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 blah. And you go, oh, well, what are you excited about in your business? Nobody's asked them that. Yeah. Right. Everybody's happy to sit there and commiserate, but nobody's really asked them what they're excited about or what they're grateful for. And when you do, you shift the energy of the conversation and it becomes that much easier for you to be energetic as well. So I love the tangible element to it. So it's not just a, you know, pep talk to yourself. Yeah. You know, this the old, and this will date me. You remember the old Stuart Smalley on Saturday Night Live? I'm good yes. enough. <laughs> yeah. So it's not that. That's not what you're selling here. I love That's that right. you connected to something like uh, preparation. I mean, if your feeling is, if your thought is, uh, I'm, I'm not wanting to do this, and and asking yourself that why, well, because I'm not as prepared as I need to be. Well, now you've got a to-do list, a to-do item. Get prepared. Uh, get and that's gonna and and hearing you say that's gonna go a long way towards you changing that energy. Am I hearing that right? That's right. That's right. And yeah. it's um that this is um I know we're gonna talk maybe a little bit about that maybe not but I'm in currently writing a book and part of that is to talk about the shift in the leadership style as your energy changes huh. and from that there's this. Um, not to give too much, but like there's these four different stages of leadership. One is reactive and that's, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a place for all of these, by the way. But if we approach everything in our leadership as reactive, that we can see how that wouldn't be good, right? If there's yeah. things that we need to be thinking about for our future, financial future, home future, all those kind of things, we don't need to be reactive and just wait. The next one is responsive. And that's where we actually add the thought in there. It's like, okay, this happened. How do I want to handle it? How do I want to respond? Yeah. And then the next one is uh, proactive, right? And proactive is, okay, I see this coming. This is where you're going to decide to practice going into a, um, a networking group. I see this coming. I want to be proactive. How do I become prepared to go into it? And then ultimately, we want to get to being this prescriptive leader hmm. where we say, how do we want this networking event to go? Yeah. Right? How do I, what do I want to walk away with? What do I want other people to walk away with? What experience do I want to have? And then asking yourself, essentially, what needs to be absolutely true for that experience to be possible? Then I can go do that. Right. And shifting from this reactive, oh my gosh, this place is terrible. I don't want to be here. I can't wait till it's over. Yeah. To a prescriptive that says, I want to make some great friends. I want to make some, build some great relationships in business, people that I'm going to know for a really long time that are willing to support me and I'm willing to support them. How do I do that walking in? No, I like that. And, and, and I tell you, there's something for me to look forward to. I'm looking forward to that book. It uh, sounds like mm-hmm. some good, a good thought processes you're working through there. Awesome. Well, okay, Ryan. So we're getting towards the end of the podcast and always at this time, I always like to ask my guests if they'd be willing to get a little vulnerable and maybe share something personal about their own career journey. So I was thinking about for you, I wonder, I mean, do you have a story about an epic fail you've had when you were networking? Anything like that come to mind? Oh, gosh, there's some that I don't want recorded. Uh, (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) it's up to you. (laughs) Yeah. um, So uh, 
I mean, we've all had like the fear of the personal appearance not being uh, up to snuff. Yeah. Um, and I've got some of those, you know, I'm happy to talk about some of those off air where, you know, you, you want to make sure your belt's done. You want to make sure, you know, you're, you don't have a napkin stuck to your shoe, that kind of stuff, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. But, um, you know, from a networking standpoint, uh, I have actually shown up at the wrong event. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's not good. No, it was not. Um, there was a there was a networking event that was happening at a lo- there's a local brewery here that hosts networking events. And there were two happening at one time. Uh-huh. I didn't know anybody that was supposed to be at either one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So of course, right? Um, of course, I, it's going to make sense that I show up at the wrong one. But I show up at the wrong networking event, and one of the networking events was for. Um, it was essentially a support group for men who had. Uh, certain types of issues. Okay. And um, I didn't, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. People have issues. That's, yeah. that's all. Yeah. But when you think you're going there uh-huh. to meet people for a charitable event and you start talking about the charity and they look like, look at you like you're crazy <laughs> because they're there for a different type of event. That was embarrassing. Like I've, my cheeks are flush right now. thinking about Just it. Thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> so Ryan, I gotta, I gotta know how long were you there before you figured it out? <sighs> Gosh, oh, it was, it was, a. I mean, what felt like an eternity, Mark. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was probably five minutes. Okay. Uh, after the first conversation, I was like, I am not in the right place. <laughs> I got to tell you that. But um, that makes but, for uh, a great storyline for like a sitcom or something. I, it I think, really uh, does. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that comes out of that. Now, I so, knew you were going to ask me something vulnerable, and I didn't realize I was going to feel like I do right now. But I'm... <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I appreciate you actually going there, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. So I guess the the lesson to everyone is make sure you show up at the right event. That's that's the, right. <laughs> that's the key there. <laughs> well, Ryan, I, I truly appreciate you, you being uh, being here today and talking about some of these networking things. But uh, and I wonder, other than the book, or even if you want to talk more about the book, so what's what's on the horizon for you? What's what's coming up, and what are you excited about uh, about your your future and your business? Yeah, yeah. See how that works, though. Seems yeah, cool. <laughs> I stole that one right up. Yeah, I love it. Uh, anybody can have that. That's a great one. Um, no, so I am excited about the book. Uh, uh, started putting words on paper a long time ago. And it's one of those things. It's like, I always knew that I wanted to write a book. Um, and this one hits a lot of what I have been working with clients for, for the last four or five years. And it's really about becoming the best you can be, not only at work, uh, but in your family and then personally actually enjoying that, not pouring from that empty cup to try to fill everybody else up. Um, so uh, titles are still in working mode right now, but it's going to mm-hmm. be uh, a 2024 play. There'll be somewhere nice. about the middle of 2024. I think um, I should uh, have some more information on that. But the other thing that I'm excited about right now is um, I just relaunched my program, my coaching program uh, back in July. And it is, exciting because it's like it's taken off like people are going yes yes um there's a lot that uh we learn as coaches tools we use that that help facilitate growth and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and sometimes they can kind of muddy the waters because we have all this available to us yeah and i went back and trimmed down my program and kind of i won't say fluff but i cut out anything that wasn't meant for those servant leaders who are trying to reach their goals and accomplish their dreams. And um, 
and it's been amazing. Like the the mm. reception to it has been awesome. The feedback for it's been great. And it's really, really cool. It's called the Breakthrough Blueprint. Breakthrough, and okay. it not all the concept here is that we're not only going to coach through things that help you to grow, but we're going to teach you to kind of coach yourself as you go along with this and using some of those powerful frameworks like energy leadership to do it. So that sounds great. And I tell you, yeah, if you've got a, a website or something for that, uh, you know, we'll be happy to include it in the show notes for anyone who would like to learn more about that. Uh, I'll definitely include the lunch club stuff for anyone who wants to learn more about that as well. So we'll put that in the show notes as well. So I, I hope that this book is very successful for you, Ryan. Uh, you know, I love your, the the mentality of how you do what you do. I'm glad you're finding success as a coach. It's always great as a coach to see other coaches who are thriving. That's great to see. Absolutely. So, hey, thank you so much for taking the time to be with the, us today. I, I really appreciate your input. Hey, the pleasure's been mine. Thanks, Mark. So how is your energy about networking now? Did our conversation today offer you some fundamentals that perhaps can change your paradigm about making networking a bigger part of your job search strategy? Here are some things that I heard that I hope you did as well. First of all, make sure that you are prepared. If you want to begin changing your mindset so that you can start changing the energy you walk into a networking event with, you need to make sure you're prepared to ask engaging questions and share engaging things about yourself. Also, take the pressure off yourself by not being so consumed with feeling like you need to get X number of business cards and leads. How do you feel about just walking into an event with the simple goal of making one friend? If you're still feeling anxious about networking and would like some additional help, use the link in the show notes to reach out to Ryan or stop by revealtalent.com. We'd love to support your job search and help you gain the confidence you need to keep moving forward towards a great new career.